Hallelujah. We are going to conclude our series on healing. And I believe that since we started the teachings, we have gained enough knowledge to walk in divine health. We are we have been told throughout this series that things are not going to be better in the world. The system of the world is not going to get better. Things are going to be orchestrated. Things are going to be engineered to work against humanity. And one of the things they are going to do in these last days is they are going to cause demonic sicknesses and diseases to operate against men and women. So, it's important for you as a believer to get yourself established in the Word of God. It's important for you to know how to receive healing. It's important for you to know how to walk in divine health. And we are told throughout our teachings, we saw that healing is children's prayer. Meaning that in the kingdom, just like children, they wake up in the morning, they want to eat, they want to you know, have breakfast, they are always eating, there's something in their mouth. That is how healing is to believers, that God is willing and has made provisions that every time we receive healing, every single day we receive healing. So as believers, there's always healing going on. There's always healing going on. It is left with you to be able to receive it, to appropriate it. Praise the Lord. So healing is children's bread. It is not something you should be begging for it. It is something you should receive it on a daily basis. Praise the Lord. Alright, let's go to Psalms 103 when we did our confessions. We take it from there. Please listen carefully because this will be the most important part of the message we have been preaching about healing. Psalms 103. And this is in the Old Covenant. And you see the psalmist being far ahead of his time. You see the mind of the Holy Spirit. You see the Holy Spirit willing to show us the goodness of the Father through Jesus Christ. Documented this very powerful, profound passage for us. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all my iniquities? Now, in the Old Testament, we have this documented that the Father has forgiven us all our iniquities. Amen. Now, it is written in the Old Covenant. Now, now you now find believers in the New Testament having a hard time to believe that all their iniquities, all their sins are forgiven. Yet they read these things in the Old Testament and they even have been the same, praise God. But to believe it and make it a reality in their lives is, is difficult. Who forgives all that iniquities, all your sins, and who healed all that diseases? How can he be a God that healed our diseases 
in the old covenant that in the new covenant they are arguing that healing has ceased. And then they will tell you that the healing here is talking about sins, the healing of sin, not bodily healing, which is a lie. Which is a lie. We are told here, he has forgiven all your iniquities, so you can classify that as the healing of sin. Then he said, who heal all that diseases? That cannot be spiritual, that is physical. Diseases in the body. Praise the Lord. So please listen carefully because I want to show you one secret. How to arm yourself, how to equip yourself. How to come to a point where sickness cannot dominate your body. How you can rule over sickness. How you can dominate sickness. Praise the Lord. Because in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, the scripture says, God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over every living thing. Praise the Lord. And we are told in Psalms 91, that sicknesses and diseases are living beings. They are living beings. They are pestilence. They walk in darkness. They have legs. They are spirit, spirit beings without bodies. Looking for bodies to live in. Now let me define what sicknesses and diseases are biblically. Biblically, sicknesses and diseases are living beings without bodies going up and down looking for bodies to enter. Amen? What are sickness and diseases? They are spiritual beings with that bodies going around here on earth looking for physical bodies to inhabit, looking for spiritual bodies to enter. That is what sicknesses and diseases are. You can go and argue about it. I mean, that's your own opinion. You can have your own definition for it. You can say because you heard this, because you heard that. That's your own you know, definition. It is accepted according to your standard and your knowledge and understanding in the things of God. But I know that sicknesses have spiritual origin. Sicknesses have what? They have spiritual origin. They, they are spiritual entities. Sicknesses and diseases are spiritual personalities. Let me put it that way. Most believers have not woken up to that reality. Sicknesses and diseases are spiritual personalities. They don't have bodies, but they are looking for bodies to enter. That is what we are told in uh, Luke 13. The woman that was bent for 18 years, the spirit of infirmity, the spirit of sickness, the spirit of disease entered her, entered her body. This spirit was looking for a body to inhabit, a body to dwell in, entered her body and bent her over for 18 good years. This woman could not lift up her hand. She could not see anything straight. She was looking to the ground for 18 good years because a personality without a body entered her. A personality called infirmities, a personality called sickness, a personality called disease entered her and bent her over for 18 years. And when Jesus rebuked that personality called the spirit of infirmity, she was loosed immediately. Set free. 
and then she stood up straight. Hallelujah. Anyone that is bound by any spirit of infirmity, you are used in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You are set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Look, deal with every sickness, every pain as a spiritual entity. That way you will be proactive. You will not be nursing it. How many of how many Christians, when they sense that there's a demon operating in somebody, they get encouraged, they get fired up, they want to get that demon out. The same way as a believer, every time you feel pain in your body, every time you see that your body is not acting right, know that there is a personality that wants to force itself on you. And you ought to rise up and repeat it in Jesus' name. You ought to rise up and take authority over that force and repeat it and command it to leave your body. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here or you going for shopping? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Who forgives all thy iniquities? Who heals all thy diseases? Who redeems thy life from destruction? Who grant thee with his love and kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies the mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? I have good things for you. As you stay in the word of God, as you continue to eat the word of God, you are eating the bread of healing, the bread of health, the bread of deliverance. You are encountering the very life of God himself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The very life of God himself. And we saw in Isaiah 53 last, last week how Jesus took and I made this point so clearly. If Jesus took, for you to have it means you are a thief. If Jesus took your infirmities, if Jesus took your sicknesses, if Jesus took your diseases and we know he took it for you to have it makes you a thief. So now let me let me join these two together. These two together. So a disease, a sickness, an ailment is a spiritual being without body, looking for a place to stay. That you accepting that spiritual being makes you a thief, biblically. You accepting that being makes you a what? Makes you a thief makes you a thief. And who is the father of stealing? Who is in charge of stealing? The devil is a what? A thief from the beginning. The devil comes not back to, to steal. His first mission is to steal. His first mission is to steal. And unfortunately, I was gotten so many believers to join him in his stealing mission. By accepting sicknesses and diseases as the will of God for their lives. No sickness is, a, is the will of God for your life. No disease is the will of God for your life. Don't buy into that lie. Praise the Lord. Don't buy into that lie in the name of Jesus Christ. Now let me show you these three things and then we'll rise up. And I believe it will be enough for you to walk in divine health. To walk in absolute health. Praise the Lord. Amen.
So number one, understand that Jesus took all your infirmities. Jesus took all your diseases. Jesus took all your pains. I don't care whether it is fever. I don't care whether it is allergies. Whatever it is, Jesus took it. Hallelujah. Jesus did what? He took it. Anything called sickness, anything called pain, anything called disease, illness, Jesus took all. That is the truth. It is the gospel truth and you, you ought to believe that. Understand that he did that. Now let me bring this other point that will, that will really get you thinking. If you can't believe that Jesus took your sickness, it will be difficult to believe that he took all your sins. If you cannot believe that he took all your sickness, he took all your disease, it will be difficult to believe that he took all your sins. And that is why many Christians cannot believe that they are made righteous. They can't believe that they are made holy because they are still having sin consciousness. They are still, their conscience is dominated by sin. They don't have righteousness mentality. They don't have holiness mentality because they have not fully embraced the truth that all their iniquities, all their sins are forgiven They've not fully embraced the notion that Jesus took their infirmities, he took their diseases. Jesus took their place in hell. They, they've not come to that belief system. So because they've not come to that belief system, it has become impossible for them to walk in divine hell. He took your sickness, he took your disease, he took your infirmities. And all those who are arguing that healing has stopped, I have one bad news for them. If healing has stopped, then their forgiveness of sin has also stopped. And that, that means that they can't make it to heaven. If healing has stopped, if God is no longer healing, if God will heal anytime he wishes that healing, if God can decide to heal if he wants, if he doesn't want, you can't question him, you can't ask him why. That is stupidity, stupidity in his highest form. If healing has stopped, then forgiveness of sin has also stopped. Then another sacrifice has to be made. Another Jesus has to come and die. Hallelujah. The day he forgave your sins once and for all, that same day he took your diseases, he took your sicknesses once and for all. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to believe that. That is the truth. If Jesus did not carry your sickness, if Jesus did not carry your diseases, if Jesus did not carry your infirmities, then let me shock you that he did not take your sin. You are still yet in your sins. And you, you shouldn't hope for heaven. You shouldn't hope for eternal life. That is the truth. And I believe when we begin to teach this, when we begin to make statements this way, it will wake people and people will be, you know, will be provoked to receiving their healing. In Jesus' precious name. Another statement I want to make is that Jesus is always willing, 
always willing to heal. In case you are not able to walk in health and you fall sick, Jesus is always willing to manifest his healing power in your body. Jesus is always willing to bring healing to your body. He is always, not once, and then he can decide if he wants to do it. He is always willing to bring healing to your body. In case you fall sick, you are not able to walk in health, you are able to manifest the, your faith by walking in health. Jesus is always willing to bring healing to your body. Understand that principle also. Understand that truth. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright. This is how to control sickness and diseases. This is how to dominate the forces of darkness. This is how to dominate them. Hallelujah. After the resurrection of Jesus Christ, please pay attention as we enter into this crucial phase of the message. After the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the man who is now called a Christian is a spiritual man. Is now a fully spiritual man, even though he lives in a body. And I want you to understand when I say spiritual man, I know that even the unbelievers have the spirit, they have spirit in them, they have a spirit, and they are still spiritual, but it's just that they don't have the life of God in them. So after the resurrection of Jesus, the Christian became a spiritual man, became a spirit living in a body. Even though that is what we were once before Adam sinned. That gives you the audacity and the license to dominate sickness in the natural realm. To dominate sickness and diseases in the spiritual realm. Because you are a spiritual being and sickness and diseases are spiritual beings without bodies, looking for bodies to inhabit looking for bodies to dwell in. You being born again, you being a Christian, possessing the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling in your body. You have the ability and the capacity to dominate sickness in the realm of the spirit and in the realm of the natural. Hallelujah. Alright. In Proverbs chapter Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. There's a profound truth in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. It says, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmities. The word infirmities means his sicknesses and diseases. So that means that your spirit man has the capacity to dominate, to rule over the spirit of sickness and diseases. Your spirit man that is in union with Christ Jesus has the power and the anointing to rule practically over the forces of sickness and diseases. So that is what the scripture is telling us here. 
that the spirit of a man will sustain him. It's not, you see, diseases cannot dominate your spirit. Because your spirit is in union with Christ. The sicknesses and diseases can only dominate your body. Because your body is not spirit. Your body is a natural entity. And day is coming that we are going to have a spiritual body. But I told you when we preached on Easter Sunday that you can begin to experience the resurrected body that you will be receiving later. You can experience that. You can start by faith. You can start working in that reality. And that has to be, you have to do a lot of studies. You have to grow knowledge. So sicknesses and diseases cannot dominate your born against spirit. Please settle that truth in your heart. They cannot. Hallelujah. Number one, you are one spirit with the Lord. Hallelujah. You are one spirit with what? With the Lord. For sicknesses and diseases to dominate your spirit means that they are dominating the spirit of Christ also. Because you have the spirit of Christ in your spirit. And that cannot happen. Praise the Lord. But however, because you are still in this natural life, you are still living this natural life, if you don't grow in the knowledge of God, if you don't build your spiritual capacity, now sicknesses and diseases can dominate your body. They can take some part of your body and dominate your body. And if your spirit doesn't rise up to occasion, then you'll be forced to exit this earth early. And that's the reason why some Christians, you know, they force it, even though they believe God for their healing, they stood on the word of God, but later on, they have to leave. They have to leave. So, sicknesses and diseases are only looking for a, a body to dwell, to dominate. They cannot dominate your spirit because your spirit is in union with God. If for whatever reason your spirit is not able to fight, to take control, to dominate your body, then that's how a lot of them live early. A lot of Christians live early. To go and be with the Lord. To go and be with the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, Proverbs 18, 14 says that the spirit of a man will sustain him, will sustain his sickness, will dominate sickness. But if the spirit is not strong enough, if the spirit has not been built in this area of health, then much, much effort will have to be put in. Let me read it. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. The spirit of a man who sustains his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can stand. A wounded spirit here is simply talking about a spirit that has not grown enough, a spirit that is not matured enough, that has not been strengthened enough in the school of health. So when that happens, it will be difficult for the, for the spirit to sustain the body. Because it doesn't, it, it, there's not enough strength in it. Now, you just go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. 
And then the scripture says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Praise the Lord. Now, you will notice that the spiritual warfare that so many people have made a big deal about it, it begins with the word, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You will see two things over there. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not yours. His might. And in Ephesians chapter 3, we are told by the prayer that Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus that they will be strengthened in their inner man with what? With might. Hallelujah. With might. With might. With might. They will be strengthened in their inner man with might. So as a Christian, for you to walk in health, for you to dominate sickness and diseases, the man inside has to be built or have to be strengthened with the spirit of might. Hallelujah. The spirit of might has to be injected into your spirit. Strengthen with might. Strengthen with might. Strengthen with might. Now, you go to Corinthians chapter 1, I think from verse, seven, verse 10 going. It says, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all long-suffering. Now, long-suffering, there also includes the activities of sicknesses. So, there are some sicknesses, some diseases that will come they won't be able to dominate you. You will have enough strength in you to be able to, your spirit will have enough strength to sustain you to the time that this sickness will finally have no choice to get out of your body. Strengthen with all might. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10 going. Am I right? Colossians chapter 1, verse 10 going. Strengthen with all might. Unto all long suffering, you are strengthened. You are strengthened. Praise the Lord. Did you confirm that? Thank you, Jesus. So, when it comes to health, the question is if God is willing to heal you. No. When it comes to health, the question is how strong is your spirit to sustain your body? And your spirit must be fed with the word of God. Your spirit must be, you know, must be baptized with the spirit of might which comes through the word in order to sustain your body. So Colossians chapter 1, 10, 11, 10, 11, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power Unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, strengthen with all might. You see, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. How? Because the spirit is strengthened with all might to go through the long suffering. To go through long suffering. Why do you think Paul, Paul the Great, all the apostles, how do you think they were able to? How were they sustained through the days of tribulation, trials, mockery, torture, prison? 
living in the cold, having no place to call home, how were they sustained? They were sustained by their spirits. Hallelujah. They were strengthened in their spirit unto all long suffering. They were strengthened in their spirit. So the more your spirit is strengthened, the more you can clear off certain things out of your life. Praise the Lord. The more your spirit is strengthened, the more you can do what? You can clear off some things. These personalities cause sickness and disease that the enemy wants to bring upon your life, upon your body. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why will God strengthen your spirit, man? Why will your spirit be strengthened? Because, you see, God can carry out his agenda here on earth without your body. God cannot do what? God cannot carry his agenda here on earth without your body. Your body is needed for God to carry out his agenda. And we are told that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So for God to execute his master plan in your life, your body must be in health. Your body must be in health for God's master plan to be executed. And that is the reason why the spirit has a great responsibility when it comes to the body being in perfect health. Thank you, Jesus. In the natural, when a man begins training, when a man starts to exercise, Oh, there will be some bodily pains initially. Especially the first time that you are lifting some heavy weight. Weight that you are not used to. You, the first day you might not experience anything. Give yourself the second, third day. You begin to feel some pains in your body. The same way when you start to exercise your spirit over the, the, the spirit of sicknesses and diseases, you will go through some bruises. You will go through some pains. All you have to do is keep exercising. Keep exercising your spirit over the spirit of sickness and diseases. Keep invoking your spirit. Keep engaging your spirit to manifest, to rise up, to dominate the spirit of sickness and diseases. After a while, your spirit will gain ascendancy. Your spirit will gain what? Ascendancy. After a while, your spirit will gain ascendancy. Praise the Lord. That is why the exercise of your faith is most important. Now, two days, I think two days ago, I was I stumbled upon a post by the great man of God, Jerry Savile. He said something so profound. He said, every subject in the Bible requires faith. Every subject. Every subject. Every topic in the Bible. There's no topic in the Bible you are teaching that does not require faith. Hallelujah. So, your, your spirit man has to be, you have to exercise your spirit man in faith for it to dominate your body. For your spirit to rule over your body. Now, don't forget that in the new creation, the part of it that became you is your spirit, it's not your body. The part of it that became you is what? Is your spirit. Is your spirit that became you? Is your spirit that is one with God? 
is your spirit that is in alignment with God. So it is that spirit that must energize itself to a point when the life of that spirit is affecting the body. A man can walk in faith outside his spirit. You can't. You can't do that. Almost every Christian knows that God has healed them of their diseases. Almost every Christian knows that Jesus took their infirmities. Almost every Christian knows that it is God's will for them to be healed. But how come so many are still not healed? How come so many are still falling sick? Because the man inside has not been fed properly. The man inside has not exercised dominion over the spirit of infirmity. It has not. It has not. A time is coming, a time is a time should come in your body where no pain can make you open your mouth and say you are sick. No pain can make you open your mouth to say what? To say you are sick. Because your spirit is in charge. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. The spirit of a man will clear sickness and disease out of his body. Hallelujah. The body was created to obey. The body was created to do what? To obey. Now, mysteriously, what most Christians don't also know is this. You see, when God created, before creation started, God created sound. God put sound into creation. Every creation carries sound. Anything created, there is sound in it and there is light in it. Praise the Lord. The human body, the human body, the cells in the human body carries light. And this light, any time, any part of your body is hurting, it's an indication that light has been withdrawn from that place. There's no light there. And what you have to do is to introduce light. And do, there's only one place that you can find light. That is the word of God. That is the word of God. That is the word of God. This is the true light that lighted every man that comes into this world. Praise the Lord. Now, sound was put into creation. And the body is from the dust. The body is from what? From the dust, from the clay. From the clay. From the earth. So the earth has the ability to hear. Is that not it? Your body being, the, your body being a product of the earth has the ability to hear God's word. In fact, without going into technicalities and duties and all of that, let me put it this way. Your body has the capacity to hear God's word and be healed. Inside your body lies every sound of creation. So every time you open your mouth and you speak to your body in faith, your body must obey you. Your body must do what? Obey you. The scriptures say let everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. Your body is an instrument of worship. Your body is an instrument of what? Worship. So anytime it is not functioning well, it becomes difficult for you to carry out the true worship. That's what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It says, therefore glorify God in your body 
and in your spirit, which are God's. Praise the Lord. So every time sickness attacks your body, every time a disease attacks your body, immediately let your spirit man rise up and attack it with force. Attack it with the word of God. Speak the word of God. Declare the word of God. Command the healing power of God's word to go into that part of your body. And keep doing that. And keep exercising. Keep doing that. Keep exercising. A time is coming. Just one command from you is enough. It will go. It will go. Whether it is a demonic attack or natural, whichever way it came, it must go. Your spirit is in charge. Praise the Lord. Your spirit is in charge, not your body. Your spirit is in charge, not your body. And your spirit must hear and obey. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. First Corinthians chapter 6. First Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 19 to 20. It said, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? Now, collectively, Every Christian, collectively, we are the body of Christ. Individually, you are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Verse 20. Ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, which are God. How will your body glorify God when it is in pain? How will your body glorify God when it is in pain? A sick body cannot glorify God. It says glorify God in your body. Can you imagine the woman that was spent for 18 good years glorifying God in her body? No. But when that woman straightened up, when that spirit left her and she stood up, I am very sure she lifted her hands to glorify God. Hallelujah. Your body is meant to glorify God. It's meant to glorify God. That is the reason why the devil is going around. The spirit of sickness and disease are going around Looking for such bodies to possess. Looking for such bodies to enter. Hallelujah. Remember I defined what sicknesses are? They are spiritual beings without bodies. Looking for natural bodies to inhabit. Your body is an instrument of worship. Please pay attention. Your body is an instrument of worship. That is why the spirit of infirmity is looking to possess it so that you cannot worship God in spirit and in truth. 
in John Gospel chapter 4, when Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman, and then the scripture said, Jesus made the statement that those who worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. A lot of Christians, they make this, they make the mistake by thinking that He's talking about you entering into the spirit realm to worship God. <laughs> Listen, your worship can only be acceptable if it affects your body. Your worship can only be acceptable if it affects what? Your body. That is why if your body is not properly in alignment, you will struggle as a Christian. You will struggle to live the Christian life because your spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. Remember when Jesus asked his disciples to pray? To, he said, couldn't you watch with me for one hour? He said, indeed, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. The body is weak. So the body was created for worship. The body, your body is an instrument of worship. That is why the enemy is always looking to attack it with sickness, to attack it with diseases. So you have to counter it with your spirit. Your spirit man has to be strong in the Lord. Your spirit has to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Your spirit has to be baptized with the spirit of might to sustain your body, to keep your body afloat. So anytime you are worshiping, your body is in alignment. Anytime you are singing, your body is in alignment. There are so many Christians, they come to church and except they play a particular song that they really like, it doesn't, no amount of worship will stir them up. No amount of singing will stir them up. They are in the church, but their body is not there. Their body is not there. They are the church, but their body is not there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because their spirit man is not yet in charge. They read them. Their spirits are not in charge yet. So the body is heavy. The body is sick. So they can't do proper worship. They can't do praises. They are the lukewarm among us. You can even call them the dead among the living. There's nothing about God that moves them. Nothing about God that moves them. It's a glorified God in your spirit, in your body, and in your spirit. In your spirit. Which are God. Let, let me give you the easiest way to be free from sickness and diseases. Be very, very, very aggressive. Anytime, anytime you feel any pain in your body, don't just sit there and say it's, it's a pain, it's just a pain. No, no, no. Be aggressive, go against it, attack it forcefully. Before it gets root inside you, attack it. What? Attack it forcefully. 
before it gains root inside you. Attack it. Speak healing into that part of your body. Release light into that part of your body. Command that part of your body to respond to life. Command your body to be in alignment with you. To be in agreement with you. The Lord took your sickness. He took your disease. You are not permitted to be sick. Body, obey. In Jesus' name. The spirit of the man will sustain his infirmity. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The natural order in Christianity is that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I, I, let me just ask you this, this question. Can you imagine the house of a president looking very nasty, dirty, <laughs> unkept? <laughs> I mean, the moment they say you are the president, it doesn't matter where you are. The most cleanest place in that area, in that country. Both outside and inside. Now imagine the scripture is saying that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so how do you think that God will allow his temple to be dirty? His own house to be dirty? No. So God, the Holy Spirit through your spirit is the cleanser of your body. Are you hearing me? The Holy Spirit through your spirit is what? Is the cleanser of your body. Brings, cleanses your body. When you become spiritual, you become dangerous to sicknesses and diseases. When your spirit is in, 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 in union with God, when your spirit is built up in strength, any virus that touches your body will die. Because your body will be manifesting the light of Jesus Christ. In other words, let me say this. You need to consume enough of God's word until the light of that word is manifesting in your body. Manifesting in your body. Manifesting in your body. You need to do what? You need to consume enough of God's word until the light of God's word is manifesting in your body. So that whether you know it or not, any time any virus, any time any sickness touches your body, it dies instantly. That's what happened when John Jacob was in South Africa during the outbreak of Ebola many years ago. He was touching this Ebola patients without no gloves, without no mask. The doctor said he was going to die. He said, no, it cannot happen. And they said, no, it's okay. We shouldn't argue about this. Get this virus. Put, take some from the container, that one. Put it in my hand. Let's see what happens. And leave the other one in the container. As soon as that thing came in contact with his hand, he died. The virus died. The one in the container was still alive. The one that came in touch, in contact with the man of God died. 
In other words, you have to feed your spirit man with the word of God with enough light until that light begins to affect your body. And in case it's not yet affecting your body, you can decree light using your mouth. Praise the Lord. In the kingdom of God, the light of God's word is released through your mouth. It's released through, our, through your mouth. And sicknesses and diseases can be lacking to mountains. If you say to this mountain, be that removed and be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt you have whatsoever, he says. Hallelujah. So when you speak healing, light begins to manifest in your body. When you decree the word of God, light begins to manifest. Light begins to manifest. In fact, if you can believe what is about to happen, especially as a believer, you should be able to start walking in the reality of it. In the reality of it. Hallelujah. You should be able to start doing what? You should be able to start walking in the reality of it. Because in First Corinthians chapter 15, we are told about a natural body and a spiritual body. So this physical body should begin to experience mortality through the word of God. It doesn't... It, 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 should, be, it should be experienced immortality, not mortality. Immortality. It doesn't mean that you are not going to die. You are going to live forever. No. It means that until you are ready to go, your body will remain in health. You will be in charge. No sickness will dominate you. Because there is a spiritual... Look, the moment you leave your body, eh, another body is given to you. A spiritual body is given to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what Jesus will be doing. No, this body, a time is coming, this body will be redeemed from corruption. That's the second millennium, the thousand years that Jesus is coming to reign here on earth. This body will be what? Will be redeemed from corruption. If this body will be a resurrected body, will experience a resurrected body, will experience resurrection from time to come. But what I'm telling you is that you don't have to wait too long. You can start now. You can start now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is Jesus coming to do something else? As far as your healing is concerned, no. The work is finished. He said it is finished. That's why the seven prophets said before Jesus ever came, who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. You see that? So, look. Let, let, let me tell you this. You see iniquities, sin. And anywhere you see sin, the next neighbor is sickness, diseases. And the reason why so many Christians are sick today is because they have not fully embraced the truth that all their sins have been forgiven. So a lot of Christians still, they still attribute their being sick to sin. 
And that's what the devil wants. He wants you to operate that way. He wants you to operate that way. He has forgiven all your iniquities. He has healed all your diseases. So you cannot believe one and not believe the other. If you believe he has forgiven all your iniquities, then believe that he has healed all your diseases. So that the question will balance. So that the question will do what? Will balance. If you believe he has given all your he has forgiven all your iniquities and you don't believe that he has healed all your diseases, he took your diseases, he took your sicknesses, then I can guarantee that the enemy will come. Because he knows. The devil knows when you don't have the knowledge of the truth. The devil knows when you don't have the knowledge of the truth. He knows those who are operating by true knowledge. He knows those who have half knowledge. He knows those who don't have at all. So there are some things he can bring to some people that they will accept. The other things they will not. They will not accept. They won't accept it. They won't accept it. Many years ago, doctors told a woman that she has fibroid. The woman said, no, it's not fibroid, it's my baby. Because she understood that the fibroid is what you know, prevents most women from being pregnant. Is that not it? So when they said fibroid, she said baby. Doctors were arguing. He said it has overgrown. They have to remove it now. They have to go to the theater, all kinds of things. She was saying it is, it is baby. And then before they knew, she delivered a baby. Hallelujah. You are not supposed to be sick. Amen. You are not supposed to be sick. You are not. You are not. Build your spirit man in the word of God. Exercise your spirit more. Exercise your spirit more. Now, if you don't want to exercise your spirit more, if you don't want to exercise your spirit, you'll be sick and you have to go and pray for God to manifest the healing. But you can walk in health by exercising your spirit. You can walk in health by exercising your spirit. The spirit of man will sustain his infirmity. But a broken spirit, infirmities will dominate the body. And the body will not be able to function well. Jesus took all. Nothing is left. Took all your sickness. Took all your pains. Took all your diseases. So whatever pain, whatever disease you have, your spirit has to rise up and manifest the light of Jesus Christ against it. If you don't start exercising yourself now, in the school of health, it will be too late. The day you need it, it will be too late. Jesus took. You don't have it. You cannot be sick. Sickness is not a blessing from God. Sicknesses and disease are part of the curse. They are part of what? The curse. So anytime you are sick, it is an indication the curse want to come. And a man who is in Christ Jesus has been redeemed from all curses. 
You don't have to walk in curses. You don't have to walk in curses. You are free from them. You are free from them. There are some sicknesses. There are some diseases that are yet to come. Begin to exercise your spirit man. So that by the time they want to manifest, your spirit is strong to counter them. Without the spirit, God is helpless. Without the spirit, God is helpless. That is why when a man gives up, there's nothing God can do. So then let your spirit be crushed. No, 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 no. Don't, be, don't let your spirit be crushed. Sustain a vibrant, growing, ever-growing, ever-strong spirit through the word of God and prayer. That way, no sickness will find any expression in you. That is why some of us can boldly say, I cannot be sick. I have had too many pains. <laughs> too, I have had too many of them, rebuked them, spoke the word of God, and saw healing and saw the power of God manifest. For any sickness to say it's coming to attack me, it's a lie. Don't, 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 don't leave yourself anyhow. Be proactive. Be proactive. Feed your spirit with the word. Charge your spirit with the word. Let enough light be manifesting in your body. And no sickness will have any say. Hallelujah. Healing is children's bread. Healing is your daily bread. It is God's will for you to be healed. It is God's will for you to walk in health. In Jesus' precious name. Lift up your voice as we give God thanks. Hallelujah. Begin to thank Him. Giving thanks. Giving thanks, lift up your voice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your help. You are here in the name of Jesus Christ.